I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cartwright, and I am here with the super millennial, David Barreto, giving us the millennial perspective. How you doing, Big Dave? I'm doing good. So this week, our topic is peace. In today's Health Huddles, we're going to discuss the body in harmony. Sounds good to you? Let's do it. You love Health Huddles, don't you? It's not bad anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So we look at our topic this week, peace. Peace is defined as freedom from disturbance. Disturbance is defined as the state of being disturbed. This is an interruption of a state of peace. Uh, It's... A interruption of be of quiet or calm. A disturbance is a conflict. A conflict occurs when something in our outside world is out of alignment to your inner world. Your inner world is set in mind and body. This is what determines your state. Peace is freedom from disturbance. And to understand this definition you must first understand freedom. True freedom is found in the Purple Zone Energy 500 Love. This is freedom from attachment. So peace is freedom or non-attachment to the disturbance or conflict. Peace is freedom from disturbance, not the absence of disturbance or conflict. Do you understand that? Because it's so important to understand because people think peace is when You don't have any conflict. Peace is when there's no disturbance. Peace is when everything's calm. When is that in life? I'm I'm not sure. Maybe when you're sleeping? I'm not sure, but your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, I think that's probably like the the big reason when I talk to anybody of, oh, I've done personal development or I've done this or I've done that. It doesn't work. It's because they expect it to just disappear. And that's what this this is this is what it's about. <laughs> it just is. And so peace is freedom from disturbance, not the absence of disturbance or conflict. Peace is actually found in conflict resolution. Peace is found in alignment to the objective reality of what is. Peace is found in completeness of the human essence, of the biological essence of the human body, the social essence of the human, the mind, and the spiritual essence of the human, the heart. Peace is found in harmony. And this is important. Harmony is found within. It's an inner state. Nothing to do with the outer world. Harmony is a state of inner peace, calmness, and balance. Harmony is what we call in stress mastery, the process. It's step seven of of stress mastery, finding the now. It's aligning head, heart, and hand to what is. In the very moment, harmony is being. It's in tune with the world. So that's, it's so important to understand because people think that when you do personal development or you do something that you're supposed to have no problems or all your problems disappear or it doesn't work because I still have problems like you said. And it's just not what it is. Peace is harmony. It's alignment of your inner world, your mind, your reality to the objective reality, outer world, what is. And it's dealing with and responding to whatever's happening in the moment. 
that's where harmony is found. And that's also where peace is found. Your thoughts, David? Yeah, I think I, once I started to realize that it's not what happens to me, it's how I handle it, is the moment where I started actually, you know, dealing with my shit rather than just saying, I'm unlucky or I'm just not built like you. I just started to realize that, oh no, this is happening to Bill. This is happening to my mom. This is happening to the people I see on social media. They just handle it differently rather than just me who was saying I was unlucky or I was a victim. Exactly. And this is for everybody. Everybody does this. So what is the body in harmony? Well, if harmony is a state of inner peace, calmness, and balance, the body is harmony, and body in harmony is the body in the green zone. It's when the body is in stasis. So if we look at the body, at any given time, the body is in one of two states. It's either in a red zone state of restriction, base energy fear, or it's in a green zone state of expansion, base energy courage. Now, what determines the body state is the human construct and our nervous system. If the body's in the red zone state, the human construct activates the stress network. Number one, the alarm system, sympathetic nervous system, limbic brain is activated. Number two, this sets the stress loop, the stress response, bringing mind and body together in a state. Number three, the mind identity, the conflict activated in the mind goes into distortion as the ego takes conscious mind control, creating a problem. Number four, body identity. The body supports the mind by activating the stress network. This is the HPA access. Access. Axe is. Man, I'm going to get that yet. H. <laughs> This hypothalamus activates P, the pituitary gland, to release the hormone ACTH. This comes, this is the head communicating to the body for the A, the adrenal glands, to release the stress hormones. This sets the body stress network. And number five of the human construct, the identity base is set in event, judgment, and reaction. The identity drives behavior, and as long as the ego is in charge as long as the behavior is in the want of control, complaining, imposing our will, affirming the state remains a restriction red zone. That's how, that's when the body is stressed out. Your comments on that, David? Yeah, you know, most people don't even think, and especially I didn't, what is actually happening inside when something happens to you externally. And we act like we have some type of control over that. You know, it's not a big deal. It is. You've already reacted to it. The body's responding, whether it's a big deal or a small deal. And I think that's what people forget is that we can categorize it in our brain. You know, that wasn't that bad or that wasn't this bad. Your body has fight or flight. That, that's it. Right. You know, so it responds the way it's programmed to respond, not the way you think you should respond. And if it's in the red zone, it could be a little bit of worry. It could be this. It's in the red zone. And so yeah. the body in the red zone is in that state of the alarm system. Now, for the body to be in harmony, this is operating from the green zone in a state of expansion-based energy courage. In the green zone state, the body is in a natural harmony. For this to happen, the human construct, number one, 
the recuperation network is activated, the parasympathetic nervous system and the cortex brain. Two, this activates the vagus nerve. This is the pneumogastric nerve. This connects the body's three brains. When this connects, it connects the head brain, to the heart brain, to the gut brain. This creates a calming effect, slows breath and heart rate, and optimizes digestion in the immune system. And number three of the construct, the mind identity, the conflict in mind is addressed in awareness. This brings the conflict into conscious view as you become mindful, slow down, and bring the conflict into response and resolution. And when we talk about response, remember, when you have a conflict, there's three types of response. One, you can respond from aggression. You could be angry. You can actually respond from, from um, assertive aggression, which you're using anger to go back in the green zone. You can respond in contemplation where you pull back, go into reflection and contemplate how you're going to answer. Or you can respond by realizing there's nothing you can do and you can let go. Now, number four of the construct, the body identity, the body supports the mind. Heart rate, breathing slows. The wellness network, hormone connection for recuperation activates. The gut brain connects feel-good hormones to the brain. The body's vital force increases. Hormone connection enhances recuperation and enhances what we call that vital force, your energy. And number five, the identity base is set an event, awareness, and response. And this brings alignment of the inner world, subjective reality, to the outer world, objective reality, to what is. Setting the process and what we talked about earlier. It's setting your state in harmony. The body in harmony, this begins and ends with the five elements of optimal health. These five elements, which we'll talk about in a moment, are designed to keep the body in harmony. What is the body in harmony? It's the body in stasis. It's natural recuperation and rebuilding process. So I'll let you touch on that a little bit, David, on uh, that's a body in harmony and a construct in the recuperation system. Yeah. When I hear this, I think of what, what I've heard a lot of people say when they're all disrupted and stuff. It says, I don't know, I'm all over the place. You're a lot more over the place than you think. And most people can't even kind of give you a description of what all over the place means. I think this is the perfect example. You can't clearly define it. You can't clearly explain it. But on the insides, you're not in harmony. You're not connected. You are literally all over the place. And that's why you feel that. And that's where it kind of gives you that avalanche spiral, you know? You know, the thing is, what people don't realize is that the biological essence of the human is designed. We all work and function the same way. And there's five elements to optimal health. And these elements are held in order. Because this is the way the human being functions and operates. You understand that, right? So this order is, I don't know if I, I might have lost David. I'm not sure. No, I can you hear me? He's, oh, yeah, I hear you now. Yeah, okay. I hear you now. I thought I lost you. Yeah. So these five elements of optimal health, they're, they're in order. And so number one element is sleep. Sleep 
this is the bottom line. If you want to have long-term health, if you want to be in the best shape of your life, if you want to lose weight, if you want to have energy, you want to reverse disease, this is the truth. These are the order. Number one is sleep and sleep needs to be mastered. Sorry. Environment needs to be set. Sleeping schedule needs to be set. And this needs to become a priority and non-negotiable. I know you've worked a lot over the years on your sleep. I cannot stress, I don't know why I say that, the importance of this because without this, nothing else matters. It's just the way the human being works. And people don't believe the importance of sleep. Why do you think when you have an infant child, you're trying to get them to sleep, take naps, take this, because that's when the body is growing. That's when the body is repairing. That's when the body is moving into stasis and optimal health. Your thoughts on number one, sleep. Yeah, you know, I think the the greatest lesson I've learned about sleep actually came from my dogs. You know, recently I've had two sick dogs. We got one from the shelter that was sick and we we kind of nurtured him back. And then our dog that we've had for a while uh, recently just got over, you know, a sickness. And to watch them be completely polar opposites when they're healthy. They play, they run, they do, they sleep when they feel like it. But when they're sick or something's off, their sleep is the most important thing. I could open up the treats. I could take out a toy. I could do anything. Right. They do not care. But when we feel beat up and we feel run down, we try to avoid sleep. Now I got to work more. I got to do this. I got to do that. And that's why we keep on getting worse. And I think prioritizing or figuring out how to sleep better every day is 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 always you know whether so sheets important. need to be changed or you know the environment, right. whatever the case is. Maybe you need a bigger bed because you're sleeping too close. You know, it, there's a million different things that you have to just actually be honest with your situation and then look at ways to fix it. And you got, I think one of the most important things is starting to set a schedule, starting Absolutely. to determine a schedule. So it keeps like, it keeps consistent. The body wants consistency, right? So our ancestors, they say, what about our ancestors? How did they sleep? They went from the sun. Yeah. They went from the sun. They used the, you know, they, they had a schedule. So number one is sleep. Number two is water. Hydration is a must. It's not something that, oh, I should drink water. No, it's a must for the nervous system of the human construct to operate properly. A nervous system that operates properly is moving consistently between red and green zone. That's when you see those little lines going up and down. When you do an EKG, that's the nervous system. You can see the way the heart beats, the nervous system works. Between the red zone and the green zone, the, 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 the nervous system has to be able to move back and forth. Now, with that being said, we understand that the human being cannot stop conflict, nor red zone activation. Can't stop it. It's just the way the human being works. It's the way our brain works. So the body must be hydrated for the red zone to shift back into the green zone. Dehydration is one of the major causes of a low HRV, heart rate variability. When somebody has a low HRV, the first thing I ask them is not even sleep. First thing I ask them is, you drinking your water? Because the HRV shows, the HRV actually shows objective evidence. We talk about evidence, right? Not subjective, not my, not my, my thoughts or my experiences. No, objective that you can measure. The HRV shows objective evidence of the health of the vagus nerve. That's telling you. And we just talked about the vagus nerve activates in the wellness network, in the recuperation system, in the green zone. 
So what are your thoughts? I mean, it sounds silly that we have to spend so much time telling people to drink water, but we really do. This is a country, and I will say Americans were, are, are some of the worst, of the most dehydrated people I've ever They'll drink they'll drink a shitload of coffee, but God forbid they'll drink a bottle of water. And when people tell me I can't drink water, I cringe. You won't <laughs> drink water. How can you not drink water? You're a human being. Yeah. So your thoughts on that? I don't want to go on a soapbox on that. No, you know, actually, so I, I just told you recently, I just got a massage, right? And one of the first things when we finished and stuff, I was like, yeah, you know, I was super tight. She goes, but she goes, you're well hydrated. And I looked at her and said, how do you know that? Right? And Vanessa was there. She's laughing and stuff. And she goes, well, the way that your skin rolls and things like that, she goes, you're tight from working out. You're not tight from being dehydrated. And she says there's a difference in skin and the muscle. And then in my head, I just went, Poof, because I drink water yep. to stay hydrated for like the, the organs and all this stuff. I went on a rabbit hole because, you know, I do. And the amount of, and, and I should know this functions that water plays for your skin your eyes skin your is your biggest organ i mean it's it's <laughs> yes. amazing to, yes. to realize it so when yes. you think that water's important already go ahead take the rabbit hole that i did and watch how much like i i'm drinking more water than ever just because of that one incident yesterday you know my barber tells me that she could tell i'm hydrated for my beard and my it's, skin and my beard and everything crazy, else. She right? looks, she goes, you really drink a lot of water, don't you? I go, yeah. She goes, I could tell from your skin <laughs> and your beard. You know, it's like, yes. So people, I'm telling you, if you cannot start setting a sleep schedule and you cannot drink water, don't worry about anything else because you're not going to be healthy. It sounds like I'm being an asshole, but this is just the facts of the way the human being functions and operates. Remember, your body the way it works today developed over hundreds of thousands of years for the human humanity to survive. You're not changing the way the body works. You're just not going to. Whether you don't like something, it doesn't matter. The body's still going to function the way it functions. And that brings us to number three. And number three, so number one, sleep. Number two is water. Number three for optimal health is actually your mind. The body supports the mind and the mind supports your current state of your body. Your current state of health is held in an identity, your beliefs and programs and routine. You change the mind through higher goal setting process, figuring out what you want, figuring out a plan because you change through changing your routine. So you do the higher goal setting process and you change the mind by understanding that you have to change that routine and understanding the testing periods of change. So when you decide I'm going to set my sleep schedule, I'm going to drink my water, that's where I'm going to start. You got to know the first 30 days, you're going to feel the most resistance. You've got to mark it off. You want to create a streak, day one, day two, day three, whatever you're working on, any type of personal development, any type of change you're trying to create, any type of, of alternating your routine, you have to get through the first 30 days. After 30 days, things will get a little easier, but then make sure you mark your calendar because about 12 weeks, you're going to get challenged. And this testing period challenges you because you're going to get bored. 
oh, I'm so sick of drinking water. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of this diet. I'm so sick. And you start to sabotage before you create a program and routine. And then you get through that 12-week period, put on your calendar to the six-month test because that six-month test is really going to be important because you've achieved results. And now you get imposter syndrome. The other identity comes in and tries to pull you back. This is when people lose weight. Then what? They go back to their old routine and they gain their weight back. Don't be that person. It happens because you didn't let go of the old identity. And then you come to the one-year mark. At the one-year mark, you got a brand new program. So we were in coaching today, and I used the, the cabin, how this works with the cabin, right? A simple analogy. Let's put this into science. Your programs, your habits are what sets your routine and your behavior, and that's the neural pathway that you have. So when you want to, you have a beautiful cabin, and you love to walk through the woods to go to your cabin, and it's one of your favorite places to escape, and you park on the road, and you walk through the woods, and you've done it for years, no problem. You park in the same place, you walk on a well-worn path, and you get to your cabin, and you enjoy your time off. What happens all of a sudden when that road got washed out? The road is destroyed. It's washed out. It's flooded out. And you have to drive all the way to the north end of the woods and walk to the cabin. Now there's no pathway. This is what it's like when you start a new routine and you're struggling through the woods, you're tripping over the logs, you're kicking, you're stubbing your toes on rocks and you're walking and you finally get to your cabin. It takes a long time. And then you do it the next day. You walk to the cabin and you walk to the cabin and over months of taking this new road because you don't have a choice. You walk and you start to create a path to the cabin. Now you create a path. It's easy to walk to your cabin. That's what it's like to create a new program, a new habit, a new skill. But here's what's important. What happened to the other path? The old habit, the old program, the old, the old routine. Well, that old path gets covered up. It gets covered up with, by the leaves, by rain, by mud. And before you know it, that path is gone. In other words, that old habit is gone and a new habit is set, but it takes time. It takes a year. You have to plan it accordingly, get through the testing periods. This is why it's so important that you do the higher goal setting to really anchor yourself in. When you change the mind, you automatically change the body because the body supports the mind. That's why it's number three. So if people go on diet and exercises all the time, we know because billions of dollars are spent on diet and exercise, almost trillions of dollars, yet we know it doesn't work because obesity continues to rise. Heart disease continues to rise. Now, diabetes is rising, and we know anxiety and depression is rising. Well, if the diet and exercise worked, we wouldn't see that rise. It doesn't work unless you do the change your routine and follow these patterns that we're giving you. Your thoughts on the mind. I went off a little bit on that one. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> I think that, you know, before somebody goes into like a surgery and stuff like that, they say, all right, so what happens after? Well, for the next three months, you have to do this and the next six months and the next, you know, you know your game plan before you start. I think it's important for people to understand this before they start any type of change, especially when it's diet, exercise, just a routine habit, anything is all right. This is what's going to happen in the first 30 days, in the first 
12 weeks, six months, and a year, you want to be prepared. I think people go into personal development and things like that underprepared. Because when you I listen agree. to this and you know what's happening, especially when they try to go into the deeper stuff, this we're talking base level. I'm talking about if you want to wake up an hour earlier, it's still going to happen to you. Regardless of how big or small the change is, it's going to happen. And if you're not aware that in 30 days, you're not going to want to do this because we're programmed to not want to do this anymore to kind of snap us back. Then you're going to be like, well, this isn't for me. No, it is. Exactly. You got to yeah. the point. That's that's like a that's like a victory yes. point when your body's trying to tell you, no, 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 you're making progress. Go back. I think it's so important to understand why we sabotage ourselves because yeah. we're not understanding the function operation of the human being. Yeah, because so, you beat yourself uh, up afterwards sure. not knowing. So optimal health. We have sleep. We have hydration, water, and then we have Re- re- reprogramming the mind, setting a new routine. And now number four is diet. How, when you are setting your diet, you want to know how does your body function and operate? What is your right diet? What is your stress responder in stress mastery in the go right lifestyle system? Everybody has a stress responder. This is how your particular physiology functions. So once you know that, you can ask the questions, do I need a reset to bring the body back into harmony? So if your stress responder, number one, is cage rattler. If you're a cage rattler, your body works stressed out and the diet must support the stress response of the stress network. It's a very specific way of eating and types of food that you need. Number two, if your stress responder is a stress belly, your body's liver will present challenges in processing fats, sugars, drugs, and alcohol. And in some cases, those with that gene, the genetics of ApoE4, they will have issues with some proteins. So the diet must support the liver function. And three is the hormone trap. Your body has issues with the leptin hormone. This means you have issues using fat as fuel. And this could cause difficulties in losing weight, but get ready. It also can cause difficulties in building muscle. The hormone trap can be obese or they can actually be skinny fat, right? That this diet must be set to giving the body, and it must be geared towards giving the body the signal of feast while supporting the stress response of the stress network. You see, the diet is so important, but you have to know that the diet must be repurposed to support the body that cannot stop stress or conflict, so the body has the ability each day to move into recuperation. And this takes place when they sleep. And this is what brings the body into harmony. And if your body's in harmony, you will have the body that you always wanted. You just, you'll have the look. The look is nice. I like my look. I walk, I have to walk, I get ready for a competition. I'm walking out there, my 62-year-old ass walking with a little pair of shorts on and a <laughs> six-pack abs. And people hawk and they stop and they go, how old are you? They ask me all the time. I get stopped right in the middle of the street. How old are you? You know, it's like uh, 62. No way. How do you do it? Um, I'm teaching you exactly how I do it right now. So your thoughts on diet, the stress responders, and everything else that we have, Dave? 
Well, I think the the best thing, especially for for starting, you know, because it, it gets deeper the longer you go into it. And I think the best thing is to figure out what foods, one, not only are right for you, but work for you. You know, me and you figured that out with certain foods that just don't digest well, that don't sit well, that I just, I won't eat consistently if it was on my meal plan. But I found foods that I do like. I found foods mm-hmm. that work well with me. They digest very well. And I think that's a good starting point. It's understanding what you won't do and what you will do. Because I think that's so important. Because if you want to have lifestyle, longevity, and livability with it, you got to want to do it. It's not supposed to be a punishment. It's supposed to be a lifestyle. And if a punishment is a lifestyle, then it's not going to work. Even this this competition is so different for me. It's my last one for sure. And I'm making the announcement. It's my last time. And... Right now, I'm, I I cannot believe how good a shape I'm in and how, how good I feel. But the diet's been amazing. Linda's made some changes in the diet. She makes this soup that is so good with these noodles and everything else. Yes, noodles. You know how many calories it is? Four calories a bowl. <laughs> so I let you and, – and it fills you up. I'm not hungry. I feel good. My energy levels are good. I'm not dying. And I'm, I'm going to be 10 weeks out. I don't, it's amazing to watch, you know, this is very different this time. And she helps me a lot, but I enjoy the diet. I'm not struggling. I am not struggling. And it's, it's amazing because it's not much different from my regular diet. It's my lifestyle. And this brings us to number five. So we have sleep, hydration, water, the mind, creating a new routine, then we have four is diet and number five is exercise. Understand this simple. This is so simple. The human being is built to move, not be sedentary. <laughs> I know this is, you know, 200,000 years, the body developed to be on the move. You know, proper exercise is one part movement and one part resistant, pushing and pulling. It's what it is. It's not complicated. We must move. And I'm going to put my numbers out there just because I, I'm older than you. We must move at least one hour a day, minimum. If you're not moving an hour a day, I'm sorry. You're not, this three times a week, 30 minutes, you're doing nothing. The human being is designed to move, especially in today's world and the amount of stress we're under. And it's not stress like we're running from tigers. It's stress because of technology. So, and this is cardio. And you must do resistance training three to six days a week. I would say at least four to five days, but you know, I'm being realistic, I guess. And this is a key. This is key, people. If you don't do resistance training, forget it. You're not going to have optimal health. And I never have made such bold statements, but as I get older, I know it's truth because you have to have resistance training to have healthy biomarkers. Without resistance training, you cannot be in optimal health because the number one biomarker is muscle. And if you're not maintaining that muscle, then number two, your strength decreases. Number three, your metabolism, your BMR decreases. And number four, your fat increases. This is why you see men walking around with man boobs, women with big hips, big all this fat around the middle. It's because the biomarkers are broken down. And more importantly, when the muscles and fat are broken, uh, the muscle fat ratio is broken down, number five, Aerobic capacity drops. This is when you can't concentrate. This is when you don't have energy. This is when you can't think and remember. And number six, blood pressure rises. Seven, blood sugar rises. And eight, cholesterol rises. We know. We see it. But number nine, we start losing bone density. Men, 
are losing bone density, getting osteoporosis. And number 10, temperature regulation, the thyroid gets thrown off. The temperature regulation is not working. The thyroid isn't working properly. Why? Because the body's always trying to self-regulate itself and and your, your habits are not. So our ancestors used their bodies to push and pull and move things and were consistently moving. That's just the way it was. Today, we must build that routine. We can't, there, gosh, I'm going to, there are no freaking hacks. There are no shots. There are no pills. There are no magic formulas that will create harmony in the body and optimal health. It just will not work. And one last thing, stabilizing the body. And I cannot stress the importance of getting the right doctor on your journey. Because you got to stabilize the body to get it well. So if you have blood pressure issues, blood sugar issues, hormone issues, they need to be stabilized to get your body to get back into harmony. So I'm going to throw a, a pitch out for our doctor, Dr. Brian Moreas of Hybrid Medical Solutions. Contact them. It's www.hybridmedicalsolution.com. Write them because you're not going to do this as you get older without the right doctor. So Dave, I kind of took exercise and put it into the old person's uh, category because I'm kind of getting irritated with a lot of this crap that's out there, especially for those 50, 60, and 70 years old. You better start pumping some iron. Sorry. (laughs) I wish I could tell you guys, I used to be like kind when I was younger. Oh, you could do a little Pilates or yoga. No, you got to lift weights. Sorry. You could argue with me all you want, but I will show you the results personally. And I'm not any different from you. So your thoughts? <laughs> I'm going off hard on this episode. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, you know, it's interesting because I, I think the same kind of methodology that even I used, and I would not say that I'm a beginner in the gym by any means, was to start slow. You know, I think with with even my, I would say I'm an expert when it comes to older uh, people as far as working out and you know diet and stuff it's the same yes. thing i told them i use the same thing on myself start slow two three days consistent and just stay consistent until it's and this is actually too easy i need to add more because the build first time you, the first time you work out it's gonna yeah. it's gonna hurt the next and day. you gotta build your trail right yeah. <laughs> build the trail like we talked you're gonna you're gonna park on the north end of the woods you're gonna start building your trail but to build your trail you gotta do it yeah, and you know, I think it's interesting. So I, I just had somebody recently who hasn't been to the gym in a very long time, and I told him, go to the gym, take notes of the machines that, that are there. Take notes of the ones that you're familiar with and the ones that you don't. Bring me your questions. And that's what, what he did. He went and he goes, there's a bunch of machines. I know how to use this, that. And we put together a little plan based off what he's comfortable using and what's available. And it's two times a week right now. And I said, yeah, if you can stay consistent for two – Tell yes. me when you're not sore, because the first day, sore as hell. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, absolutely I sore. I said, good. The second, same thing, sore. The following week, not so bad, not so bad. Then they came to me and said, I think we can add another day. And that's the process of building, like you said, that trail, because our body is used to one thing, we needed to get used to something else. And this is the truth. We're not we're not bullshitting you guys. We're not selling you anything right now. We're telling you the truth. And if you're following so-called gurus, what's their story? What have they done? What do they do personally? What do they really know? Because you only know through experience. And I'm telling you right now, 
And as you get older, it gets more important. And you know what? I'm not, I don't believe in body shaming. Both David and I were obese. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> we freaking get it. Both of us. We are not body shaming. But I also saying you giving up and not doing anything and riding a little cart in Walmart and doing this and stuff. Giving up is not helping the younger generation. What you do and your behavior of how you treat things is how your children are going to treat things. I'm sorry. It's the way it works. All my kids are workout people. Why? Not because I tell them to. Not because they should, because that's what they've learned. And that's the key. When people are looking for shortcuts and diets and magic and this and all this crap, it just got to, it, it has to get to a point where you just get sick of it. And then you decide, okay, give me, give me one year, take one year out of your life, one year. And just execute everything we just talked about, you will never, ever be the same. And the man on the other side of the mic will tell you that's the truth. You close it, Dave. No, it, like you said, it's 100%. And I think even to add, like what Bill said, we both came from the obese, you know, background, if you will. And we all, we both came from an injury, you know, an injury that yeah. I, I could still complain about it today if I wanted to. So I understand that there are challenges, but it doesn't mean your challenge is, is a stop. It's a speed bump and not a stop sign. You got to slowly get over it. But then after that, you can continue. Know your Everybody body, know your limitations, out. and yep. understand and work around it, not stop working. Every single person can work out. Mm-hmm. Some people might have injuries and they have to work out of a chair and start that way. But they can't tell me you can't do it. You got to take that word can't and turn it into won't. And then make a decision that you're just going to be sick. You're going to be diseased and you're okay with it. Don't bitch then. Yeah. Don't complain because yeah. that's your decision. You're making the decision to be diseased and sick. Mm-hmm. But if you want to make the other decision the other way around, understand to change it, you're going to have to create your path to your cabin. Everybody does. There's no shortcut to that. It's just the way the human being functions and they operate. Anything else, Dave? I think we're good. I went off today. I apologize. That's it for the <laughs> show. <laughs> That's it for today's show. Our mission here is to create a shift to the planet. You can join us on this mission by simply like, share, subscribe. Those links are right below the show notes. As always, until next time, stay inspired.